Hey, Sports Central. That's what's on your radio right now. Sports Central brought to you by People's Barbecue. Talking sports is Jenna and Mark. Thank you, Eric. Happy Thursday, Jenna Kid. How are we doing? I'm doing really, really well. How are you? Great. Missing Buckley today. I know. It's it's kind of odd without him, but well, I think we'll do great. I think we'll do just fine. Let's hope so. Let's hope. <laughs> Lots to talk about, of course. School almost coming back in session. I know some uh, mm-hmm. high school football camps have already started, um, so we'll be sure. It's a lot of football today. Yes. A lot of football. NFL is back tonight. So excited. Yeah. I mean, it's maybe crazy. not about the teams, but you know, yes. I'm just excited to see. When I see, see Jaguars, Raiders, I don't really get too excited. Right, but it's the it's the football that you yeah. get excited for, yeah. and, and I'm very happy to see it. We back. talked about it today, week one, NFL, just over about a month and a week away. Mm-hmm. Um, and my team goes head-to-head with Buckley's team, uh, the Detroit Lions and his Eagles. And you said last year. That's yeah. going to be a, hey, hey, a hey, rough hey, week hey, in the hey, office. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. Oh, yes. In the For office. you guys, yeah. Yeah, I thought you meant in general because the Lions aren't good. I oh, already no, no, knew no. that. But hey, they beat them last year. I know. Yeah. So, so hopefully, cross our fingers. But hopefully, ba- uh, baby Buckley will be here by then. Baby so Buckley. you know, I'll let I'll let the Eagles win yeah. for him. That's yeah. already a win enough for Buckley. Right? He doesn't need the Eagles he, to win too. You know what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like yeah. what you're thinking. I'd be, I'd be being selfish of him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but last to talk about, we'll get back local here. The Ledger um, every year they release uh, their Super 16 of their local high school football players. So they've started that. I think they're up to number 13 now. They count down from 16 to 1. Uh, Lakeland Christian was first. T.C. Bell, uh, he's looking to build on a stellar junior season. Uh, so after a year where Bell led the Vikings in receptions and interceptions, uh, Bell is now a senior, and he's expected to have an even bigger role in LCS's offense as well as maintaining his ball-hawking ways in the Vikings secondary. Um, he put in a few plays in the offensive backfield, well, no, Williams, the coach for Lakeland Christian, put in a few plays in the offensive backfield for Bell in the Vikings spring game and liked what he saw. Um, so he's probably going to get more touched on the offensive side of the ball. Um, but Jenna, what are some other changes happening for high school football uh, for Polk teams in 2022? So um, we're going to look at, first we're going to look at coaching. And we're okay. going to look at that kind of, that carousel of coaching moving on. So as we know, um, Ali Cannon stepped up as interim uh, coach for the Blue Devils over at Winter Haven. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they've actually selected a coach for the season, and his name is James Thompson. Um, so super excited to have him, and I hope you know the Blue the Blue Devils have a great season under him. Um, excited to see what they can do. Next, we have uh, Keith Bearfield Jr. Uh, stepped down in April after one season with which he led Lake Gibson to state semifinals. Former defensive coordinator Rich Pringle, who coached Celebration, was named new head coach. Taking a look on the other side, back to Winter Haven, Lake Placid coach Carl White was hired at Ridge Community to replace uh, Chris Davidson, who was let go after two seasons. And then longtime assistant Paul Freeman was promoted at George Jenkins after Chris Canning retired. Canning, a former head coach at Lake Gibson in the early 90s and a former principal, returned to the coaching ranks Mm. in 2016. And then kind of looking at the small private schools, um, Matthew Stevens has um, replaced James Knight at, a, uh, you want to Ac- say that? Ackland's Christian. Ackland's Christian. Sure. So a good luck to all those coaches going into this 2022 yeah, season. Lots of movement. Mm-hmm. Um, as you mentioned, I kind of have my eye on Lake Gibson. Of course, their run to the state semifinals last year, uh, Keith Bearfield Jr., uh, a lot of local ties uh, his dad was the first coach at Southeastern University. Okay. Um, I think he was their offensive coordinator there as well. Uh, but Lake Gibson losing him, uh, but still get to 
I mean, in-house hiring, promoting their defensive coordinator, uh, Rich Pringle, um, as their head coach. So we'll see. We'll see what Lake Gibson can do this year. See if they can replicate their success they had towards the end of last season. Yeah, and it, and it is kind of exciting. I did read somewhere that I'm, you know, Rich Pringle has been there for a while, so he knows all of these kids. And I think I read somewhere that he came in when they were freshmen, so now the seniors, like he's kind of watching them all grow. So he already has, like you said, that in-house, that relationship. So hopefully it's a really, really easy and smooth transition for them and they have a great season. That always is cool. Yeah, right. When Even if it's a first-year head coach walking in with new freshmen and then they get their senior year, like, all right, we've worked three years up to this point. Let's see what we can do, see if we can put this run together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some other big changes for high school football in Polk County as a whole. Uh, there were some changes at the FHSAA um, did at the kind of administration level that's going to have some effect on the play, especially in the postseason. So let's run through some of these changes really quick. Uh, so Polk County teams, they hit the field. Uh, their first practice was on Monday. Um, the kickoff classic in Polk County scheduled for August 19th. Uh, but now Polk County schools, they have moved into new suburban classification. So Lakeland ranked number 23rd in the nation as a preseason favorite to play for a state title. Um, the last five times Lakeland has played for a state title, Fort Lauderdale St. Thomas Aquinas was the opponent, but there won't be a sixth meeting anytime soon due to these new classifications. Uh, so Polk County schools are put into suburban, suburban classifications after the historic decision of the FHSAA in the spring to split high school football into metro and suburban classifications. So counties such as Broward was put into a metro classification. Hillsborough County was also put into the metro uh, eliminating playoff matchups against schools like Tampa, uh, Plant, Bay Tech in Tampa, Sefner, Armwood, uh, Berkeley Prep, schools that have uh, typically faced Polk County teams in the postseason. So that'll be a new uh, mix-up for the playoffs once that once they get around towards October, November. And I feel I I wonder if you have the same feeling. So I feel like it can go either way. It can go kind of like oh, you know, we're losing like those teams that we knew, that we understood, that you know, that we've battled against before. But now looking at it, it's like a whole new slate. We're going to see a bunch of new teams that we've never seen before, you know, get to play new places and do different things. So I think, what are your thoughts? I think it's kind of yeah. a, a good a Yeah, good I think thing. it's I think it's both. I mean, if you look at, because St. Thomas Aquinas is a powerhouse. They yes. produce a lot of good talent, uh, much like Lakeland. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're Lakeland, you're like, man, we don't have to play St. Thomas Aquinas anymore? Thank goodness. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... You're losing some of that history, some of that rivalry. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get you play St. Thomas Aquinas if you're Lakeland um, five times in the title game. You've got some rivalry there, 100. Um, because you're meeting so many often, so often in a game of that caliber. Um, but yeah, I think there's definitely some pros and cons. So we'll see how it shakes out. Yeah, I know. I know a lot of people were kind of they're iffy on it. They're kind of like, eh, I don't really know. I like kind of the old setup. I don't really know if this is gonna work. But obviously, we have to give it a try and see. Um, and but hopefully the best of luck to all teams in Florida this yes. upcoming season. Yes, absolutely. Um, let's see. Well, today was August fourth, so I believe the next up on the Super Sixteen list that the Ledger is putting out for promoting promoting all of our uh, local football players was Tank Johnson out of Lakeland. Um, and Lakeland, they brought in a ton of talent. Yeah, in the I, off season. I actually was telling Tyler about this because he was one of the leaders. Um, for Auburndale, and he oh, transferred really? to Lakeland this year. So, you know, Coach Castle has had a lot of great things to say. I think he's going to, you know, really, really mesh well with the team. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of – I told Tyler, I was like, oh, what's going to happen now? He's like, I, I know, don't with know. Auburndale, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, Jared Tank Johnson, uh, the senior defensive back uh, out of Lakeland High. Uh, he's currently has offers from USF, Middle Tennessee, Central Michigan, Eastern Kentucky, Western Michigan, James Madison, uh, amongst others. So, I mean, just another top high school recruit that is uh, for Lakeland. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, lots of talent on both offensive side of the ball and defensive side of the ball. They actually released another one. Really? Yes. Uh, oh, Marlon McClendon is it is the anchor oh, that's for right. Victory Christian Victory defense. Christian, yeah. Yep. So I what I this would be. This is number. 13. Let's see. Tank was number fifteen, so this is fourteen. Oh, perfect! Wow. Well, it's awesome to see a Victory Christian name out there, um, especially you know small private schools. So, yeah. You know they did make a big name for themselves last year and had a great season, so it's it's nice to see them being recognized and their team being recognized for that. Yeah, they kind of got off to a weird start early in the season. I think their record wasn't too good, but they ended strong, six and seven, made a little run in the postseason. So we'll see if they can continue that in the uh, right. in this new season. If you had to guess, how many college scholarship offers do you think um, that Marlin has currently? Twenty-four. Did you read it? Was it twenty-four? It's twenty-five. Dang it! Um, and those are including Indiana, Iowa State, South Florida, and then Central Florida as well as you know a few of them. So that's that's huge for him, and super excited that. You know, he has that opportunity to showcase his skills and maybe even stay in Florida for his college career. So, Any predictions on the high school football season as we wrap up this lovely first segment? Uh, no, not really. Hmm. I, it's Great just, stuff. Right, I know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't keep up with high school sports, like, just because I'm just so far removed. Um, you know, but, you know, I think that Lake Gibson is going to be a top contender. Um, Lakeland, as always. And then we'll kind of see how Ridge comes out with a new coach and then yeah. also Winter Haven. So who knows? It might be a mix-up. Yeah, absolutely. You definitely can't ignore Lakeland, right? I mean, they're a contender every single year, and they loaded up on talent this year. Um, yeah, with a lot of transfers. So they're going to be a— Yeah, that'll be an interesting mix. See how they all kind of mix together, mm-hmm. see how the team chemistry is early in, the, early in the season. And kind of watching them play their old schools, see how those rivalries will kind of pop up mm. within, you know, just teammates. Yeah, playing more county teams again, yeah. Yep. Sure. Well, as we wrap up segment two, we're coming right back with more sports talk here on Sports Central. Where else will we talk about sports? <laughs> on, on Talk Radio 96.7. Hey, Sports Central on the radio right now. Talk Radio 96.7 brought to you by Spring Hill Suites. Let's do it, guys. Here's Mark and Jenna. Let's do it, Jenna. I'm segment ready. two. Are you ready? Yep, let's get it. Well, we're going to talk about your favorite sport, uh, baseball. I'm excited. <laughs> and see, it's in the sound of her voice. <laughs> um, but baseball had a big week this week. Major League Baseball, their trade deadline was this week. Always a very exciting time of year for baseball fans, such as yourself. Um, very. Any thoughts? Um, no, but I was looking out for one in particular because, okay. you know, you're an Orioles fan and obviously Trey Mancini. Yeah. A Polk Winter Haven's own. Yes. So I was really looking for him because you were like, you know, they're going to trade him and I'm I don't really know much about baseball, so I'm like, why would they do that? Like, he's great, blah, 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 Astros. How do you feel about it? Yeah, it was tough. I mean, if you look at just the baseball sense, it makes a lot of sense. He had one year left on his current deal the rest of this season. There was a uh, both a team option and a player option. So both parties had to opt in if he was going to come back next year. Okay. That rarely ever happens. So he was pretty much going to be a free agent. Um, he's 30 years old. Orioles just kind of getting into their contending window. Um, 
So how long is he going to be around uh, for those winning teams? Yeah. Um, not very likely. Plus, he's going to leave in the offseason anyway. Trade him now to get something for him instead of him walking away for nothing. Um, so it makes sense, all the sense in the world in that regard. But he is your face of the franchise. Mm-hmm. He has been he's been through so much. He thanked uh, the Orioles training staff for saving his life because it was a preseason uh, screen health screening that caused him to go get his blood work checked out. Mm-hmm. Um, saw he had cancer crazy. and was able to recover from that. Amazing story from that. Uh, come back, have a couple great seasons in the past couple years uh, since returning. Um, but it's amazing too. We saw him last night. So in, in his first game as an Oriole, as a rookie. Hits a home run. Boom, out of the park. First game as an Astro last night. Another home run. Boom, out of the park again. You know his nickname? Boom, boom. You didn't even know that, did you? I didn't even know it, and I just gave him that <laughs> nickname as well. Not, yeah, boom, boom. Uh, yeah, boom, boom, Trey Mancini. Yeah, anytime um, I talk to his parents, like all sports words, they're just going to call Oh, we're boom, best boom. friends now. Yeah, boom, boom. And yeah. they're going to be like, yeah, I know to, what you're talking about. I talked to Beth Mancini once now. We're, we're very close. <laughs> yes. <Understandable>. Um, <laughs> but lots of moves. Even the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, always interesting to see what they do this time of year because they seem to operate at a different level than <laughs> other teams because they are a small market. Uh, they may not have the funds to operate like the New York Yankees or the LA Dodgers, LA Angels, even for that matter. Um, so they had an interesting move. They were part of that three team trade that sent Mancini to. Houston, and then Houston sent prospects to Baltimore, but they also sent one of their outfielders to Tampa, Jose Siri. I want a name, too. They're going to do so many things with that, promotion-wise, with the name Siri. It's spelled S-I-R-I. They're like, hey, Siri. Yeah. Hey, Siri, hit a game-winning hit, which he had last night, and their 3-2 win over the Toronto Blue Jays. That's exciting. Hmm. I didn't know that, you know, trades kind of happen in, like, triangles like that, like, it All right, can. you give me yours from your state, then I'm going to give this guy to that guy in that state, and then we'll just... It can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't happen too often in baseball. Usually you see it more in basketball with um, players and, and draft picks and stuff like that, but no, you usually don't see it in baseball because it's kind of a rare three-team trade uh, at the Major League Baseball level. But um, the Tigers locally didn't do too much um, at the deadline. There was talk they might trade uh, Tariq Skubal, one of their up-and-coming uh, left-handed pitchers in the starting rotation. Um, but they didn't, and that makes sense. They would have had to been blown away by an offer for him because he is one of the top young arms in the game with a lot of years of control before free agency for him. So, And that that wouldn't make too much sense for them. But Yeah, um, not at all. What about the uh, Jose uh, – what's his name? Soto. Juan Soto. Juan Soto. Yes, yes, oh my that gosh. trade with the – The Juan Soto drama is over. Padres, um, wow. He declined – he declined a uh, a deal with the Washington Nationals a while, like maybe a month ago now. Uh, it came out that it was 15 years, $440 million. And he said, no, thank you. Uh, maybe he didn't say that. <laughs> maybe he didn't say no, thank you. How, so do you know how old he is? Like, is 15- He's 24. Oh, he could still He's be playing 24. in 15 years. That's insane. Four, see, it's always you guys are always like, wow, sports, the players. But I'm like, the money. $400 million? Well, it's incredible for a player of this or this caliber to be this young and be ready for free agency. Because if you don't know, you have to, players at the major league level have to be playing at that level for six years before they can hit free agency. And 
go anywhere they want, essentially. Oh. Um, so he's already been in the league for five years now, um, I think. Because he's I think he might have been 18 that first year with uh, Washington. Mm. Um, but yeah, so now he's on the Padres. They got a huge, Washington got a huge return uh, from San Diego. A lot, of, a lot of young talent entering that organization. So we'll see what Washington, Washington can do there. But yeah, San Diego Padres, look out for them. I think they won five straight now. Uh, hmm. Probably not going to catch the Dodgers. They're well ahead in the division, but yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, we shall see. Hmm. We shall see. It's also exciting time. All this movement affecting the uh, minor league level, um, as pro players at the major league level get traded. Um, we've had a discussion on what pro players. Oh, you're means laughing about recently, that, yeah? But, okay, uh-huh. um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> But players at the top level at major league teams get traded usually in return for younger players. So we might be seeing a lot of talent entering uh, the Detroit organization here in Lakeland. Hmm. Um, it's always exciting. Yeah, so a lot of new talent could be here in Tiger Town and Lakeland. Always a good time. Plus, with the addition of uh, players they drafted too, mm-hmm. um, always affecting where players kind of rank in this system. Um, yeah, and obviously, you know, there's always that good chance of seeing, you know, one of the. One of the Tigers kind of, you know, in um, rehab out here, um, you know, with the Flying Tigers. So it's cool yeah. that you kind of get to see hope, everything. Obviously, of course, we hope that they're not no, hurt. Yeah, yes, <laughs> but, yes. But if they're here. If there's anywhere like, to go for them, we are so glad it's here in Lakeland. Right, right, Where yeah. we get to see uh, some of the top players in the game show off their skills. Hmm. And it also looks like the uh, MLB is kind of taking after the NFL. I could be wrong in that. But the Cardinals and Cubs are set for a London series. In June yeah. of 23. Yeah, you're seeing a lot of these different sports kind of expand their reach um, here recently uh, just to get more more people watching the game, yep. growing the game. Growing fan base for sure. Absolutely. Well, that is all the time we have for this second segment. A lot of fun. When we come back, we'll talk some more pro sports and we'll wrap up uh, towards the end of the hour with some local sports here on Sports Central Talk Radio at 96.7. Sports Central. We are talking sports with the guys from Polk County Sports Marketing and Tourism. This segment sponsored by Life Floor. And here's Mark and Jenna. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, Life Floor, big partner of ours, really involved in the uh, water ski event in October. Yes. If you haven't already heard about it. <laughs> right. They built that beautiful stage. So a huge shout out and a thank you to Life Floor and for being a great partner. Absolutely. Well, we've got a special surprise here. We've got James from Auburndale calling. And James, what's on your mind today? Hey, how's it going, Martin? Jen, I was going to say, I just got home from work here. I was just wondering, have y'all talked about uh, Vin Scully yet? No, I mean, funny I enough. have to admit, 65 years of being in broadcasting, that guy's voice is you know, iconic, and I'm going to miss that one. Absolutely, yeah. Legendary voice. So many legendary calls that he's got the chance to be a part of, too. I mean, you think a lot of different moments and you think of yeah Vin Scully's a part of that moment because he was the one on the call for all those uh, I, mean, I think of the uh, Kirk Gibson home run um, for the Dodgers I believe Bingo. yeah I was yeah. just saying this, this thing's a, a minimal moments like that I'll hang up and listen to your response y'all take care awesome thank you James have a great rest of your day yeah uh, Vin Scully we were going to talk about that actually because a couple different uh, legendary members of sports this week unfortunately passed away mm-hmm. um, we'll talk about Bill Russell here in a second but yeah Vin Scully uh, Jenna, any thoughts on Vince Scully? I know you're 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 a big baseball fan, um, but yeah, Vince Scully. He started out yeah, 65 years of doing that. Wow, that's that's amazing. And he was always with the Dodgers. Is that yeah. what it was? Wow. So yeah. he was 
he was the voice of the LA Dodgers. I'm not sure if he. I think he started on radio. I'm not sure if he ever transitioned into um, TV. Okay. But I know he after. I know he ended his career on the radio as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know if there was a period of time there where he was on, where he was on TV. But yeah, so I mean, what a team to be the uh, play-by-play voice for as well. The Dodgers. I mean, one of the most storied franchises in baseball history. Yeah, so looking, one of his most cherished, you know, baseball memories was when he was like, "Ladies and gentlemen, the Brooklyn Dodgers are the champions of the world." So, yeah. you know, he was he was calling those really really big games and it's yeah, it's he's awesome seen, to see that he, you know, I don't know, like I said, I don't know much about him, but it's awesome to see the impact that he had, not only on, you know, sports, but also their fans as well, especially him being a broadcaster. Yeah, he's seen so many uh, different championships. And Bill Russell, too. Um, Bill Russell, unfortunately, passed away this week. Um, but another one of just, I mean, you can't talk about the history of sports without um, mentioning Bill Russell. I mean, he's won the most one of the most if uh, titles in NBA history for the Boston Celtics. Yeah, so he um, averaged about 15.1 points over his career per game and only shot about 44% from the floor. Um, so there was there was a lot of missed shots, but that also caused for a huge amount of rebounds. He had averaged 22.5 rebounds. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is insane. Yes, and he, um, you know, he actually has won 11 NBA titles over his 13-year career, so only two that he didn't win. So wow, Eric, do we have a, another caller on the line? Tyler is called in. Oh my gosh, Tyler, are you with us? I am. How's it going, guys? Oh, it's going amazing. Hey, Tyler, how Thanks are so you? so much. I am good. You guys are doing a phenomenal job. Oh, stop thank it! You, You're doing you. a phenomenal job. Every every day so is a phenomenal speaking, job. Speaking of those championships, you guys were just talking about with uh, Vince Cully and Bill Russell. Uh, what do you think about the Orioles' chances now? They're they're uh, huge. Uh, Don't say his name. Brett <laughs> I knew you were going to say his name. Yes, Brett Phillips, um, if you didn't see in the news, was traded. Well, he got designated for assignment from the Rays. And then, so I know. I, so that means, yeah, that teams have a period of time where they can uh, either trade him for him. No one thought he was going to trade for him. But here come the Orioles. They trade, they, they give him uh, cash considerations for Brett Phillips. So, um, so yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not counting on Brett Phillips to be our savior to take us to the World Series, but uh, I know he was beloved in Tampa by all the well St. Pete by all the Tampa Bay Rays fans. Um, so he'll be missed for sure. Well, I know after losing Mancini and the closer, I know he's going to be a joy in the locker room. So absolutely, for the yeah. Orioles, they they got a they got a great person and a great human being and a and a, and a very good baseball player. <laughs> I don't know. Well, one of those things isn't true. <laughs> um, but yes, as as you mentioned, um, huge locker room hit for Baltimore, losing uh, beloved guys and Trey Mancini and, and their all star closer. So uh, bringing in a, a, a great guy uh, in Brett Phillips and a well known, um, just a great clubhouse guy. He's famous for the uh, what is it, Tyler? Baseball is fun. Baseball is fun, and the, also the uh, World Series game winning hit. Um, when he scored Randy Rosarena and did the flying man airplane in uh, route second or first base. Yeah, he's got the most postseason experience on the Orioles roster right now. <laughs> that, that's for sure. Yeah. Listen, that is what I call a veteran. That is what I call a veteran. I don't care if he strikes out every single at bat. He has got a lot of experience. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 
Well, Tyler, it's so good. So good to hear your voice. Thanks so much for calling in. Yours is your radio debut. It is. One of it many well is. one of many to come, I I'm I think. We will see. We'll have to see. We'll see what we'll see what the audience thinks. We'll we'll get the reviews. <laughs> we'll get the reviews. If the ratings are up, you're on every single week, Tyler. So just be ready for that. We will have to we'll have to look for those ratings. Yeah, let's listen to our side, yeah. This is a public <laughs> public show. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Well, all right, guys, keep doing your thing. All right, yeah, see you, thanks, Tyler. Tyler. See you later. Yeah. Something that I also saw about Vince Skelly is that he um, he kept his own scorebook. So he wrote starters' names in blue ballpoint pen, um, and pinch hitters and relievers in red ink. And then he would research his own game prep on the internet. Um, so he would be completely prepared for you know yeah. whatever might be thrown his yeah. way. So he was one a, of the greats. Yeah, very dedicated, and clearly he loved what he. He did, and obviously, you know, the fans and the yeah, team. Yeah, very much so. I mean, him. doing it 65 years, mm-hmm. uh, have to really love what you're doing, the consistency of that. I mean, that's just, what a life, just consistently going to the stadium every day, watching baseball, talking about it while you're doing it. Um, but, yeah. And it's so funny, like, these little small things about him. Like, he had a favorite chopped salad that was prepared by um, the Dodgers stadium chef. Um, and he liked his cup of coffee about 10 after 4 every afternoon. Wow. So it was like, where's my coffee? It better be here. He kind of like Jack. Kind of <laughs> like Jack. Yeah. That guy loves some coffee. He loves it. <laughs> but he it, loves it's, it. it's so cool that he had these little like quorky things that people remembered about him. And you're, gonna, you're a big Vince Clay fan now, aren't you? I guess. Yeah. Like, look at me. I'm, I'm all into it right yeah. now, right? Oh, man. <laughs> but what a joy to hear from Tyler. We talk about him all the time on the show. We do. It's and great to hear to make his voice on here. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about, you know, the Rays One of the and greats. Orioles. Yeah. Two things he loves to talk about. So He loves the Rays, and he loves when I talk about the Rays, even when they lose, especially. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, very appreciative of Tyler. Always always encouraging us um, when we're always on the air. So great for him to spend a few moments with us. Um, but let's talk some basketball. Now, we've talked a lot of baseball, a lot of football Jenna, let's talk some basketball at the pro level. Kind of a quiet time mm-hmm. for the NBA guys. Um, but taking a look at the Heat and the Magic uh, fairly quickly, um, Heat guard Tyler Hero, another Tyler, wow. Wonder if his <laughs> also has names of David and Gary. Right, maybe. Um, as are Tyler Cruz. <laughs> uh, but Tyler Hero saying uh, at the meet, the Heat, Miami Heat, wow. I combined Miami and Heat and said meat. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Miami Heat, Heat, they would have won the championship if they were healthy. Hard to argue with that. A lot of injuries down the stretch. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, and then Tyler Hero himself uh, also hurt during Miami's 2022 playoff run. Um, Yeah. I wouldn't say, I don't know if I would say they would have won. I don't know about that. But I definitely think they would have gotten further if they were all healthy for sure. I mean, like watching the games and everything, you could kind of, you could see, like, oh, they're missing him or, oh, they're missing him. Um, But, you know, hopefully they can turn that around, get better and healthy and come back and win next year. Have you seen Jimmy Butler's new look? Yes. Is that insane? With the dreads. That's a huge... Uh, change up. Yes, for him. it's crazy, and he has them has him like up in like a I, ponytail. I and was everything. floored when I saw it. I was like, "Wow, that's the same person, right?" Like I like him, but it's like so different. It's <laughs> that's it. what the people want to know, right? Yeah. If, what if hairstyles do we like best? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then, of course, the magic, even uh, the Lakeland Magic, um, should be getting ready to, to get underway here pretty soon. They always have those local tryouts. Mm-hmm. Um, They're coming up next month. 
So be on the lookout for those. In over September or? September, yep. Okay, cool. Over at the Advent Health Fieldhouse? Yep. Wow. Um, obviously, there'll be more information to follow, but that's kind of the, yeah, what we yeah, have they're, right now. Yeah, yeah, they're going to get ready to release their schedule here shortly. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Get your season tickets, your tickets. Yeah, and I believe that they come out kind of before the complete season um, schedule comes out, and they tell you the ones that are going to be on TV or, like, mm. um, you know, live streamed or whatnot. Yeah. So um, I think they got a pretty good amount this year. Um, I don't know the amount for sure, or I don't want to say the wrong amount, obviously. No, no, no. But I know that they got some good coverage this year, and hopefully, you know, Hans and the team and everybody is going to have a great season. Yeah, that's another huge benefit of mm -hmm. being affiliated with the Orlando Magic. They're part of that that Bally Sports, that local sports TV mm -hmm. um, um, contract. So getting able to get the Magic, Lathan Magic on TV, so Magic fans um, across the area can can watch. Uh, from the comfort of their homes. Did you actually see that Devin Kennedy, who played for the, um, he was a two-way player for Lakeland and um, the Orlando Magic, he actually just got the key to his city, and he had a whole name dedicated to him. Wow. You would have thought I would have remembered the city. Might be from Wisconsin, but I can't remember. But Jeez. pretty cool. Devin Kennedy. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Well, when we come back, we've got much more to talk about, still some local college updates as, as school gets back in session. And we'll wrap up with some local events. Stay tuned here on Sports Central Talk Radio 96.7. Well, it is time to drive home. Talk Radio 96.7, Sports Central is what you got, brought to you by Fresco's Downtown Lakeland. Back to Mark and Jenna. Oh, we love Fresco's, don't we, Jenna? We do great, great food. Love great this partners. song. Yeah, this, I know. Great, I'm, I'm kind of bumping them. Great here. vibes here as we're closing out the show here on right? this August fourth. Um, we were talking about Kirk Gibson earlier. Vince Scully, mm -hmm. um, James from Armadale, kindly reminded us of of his unfortunate passing this week. Um, I think we actually have the clip of Vince Scully's famous uh, Kirk Gibson call. So the Dodgers trying to catch lightning right now. Yeah, Vince Scully, um, one of the greats. Um, even just hearing his voice again, I forget. You know, you kind of forget the context behind that bat. Um, but yeah, his left hamstring, I think, was just gone, and then uh, his right, he said his right knee was swollen. So yeah. Um, and luckily for him, he ends up hitting a home run out of bat and having to worry about running on the base the base path that hard. But could you imagine standing there with like just that weight on your legs and having 
Oh. Oh, I mean, at that point, um, he had to have used just all upper body. Yeah. Uh, to will, to will that ball out of the ballpark and give the Dodgers the win. But he did what he had to do, so that's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. Um, but bringing it back more local. Thanks so much, Eric, for bringing that uh, Vince Scully call up. Um, as we remember him for sure. But uh, talking about Southeastern here, um, their football season almost. Uh, ready to go here. I think their first game is August 27th against Northern American University in Lakeland. Uh, here in Lakeland, yeah, at Victory Field. Um, so we'll see how their new interim football coach um, does after Coach Revis uh, resigned earlier in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of sports. Volleyball. Um, let's see, what else is in, this, in the fall? Uh, soccer. Women's and men's soccer, yep. for sure. Cross country is going to be starting yeah. up. And then towards the end of the fall into October, you'll start seeing basketball kind of popping up and rearing its head. Absolutely. So excited for that. What about Warner there, Jenna? So Warner University's football team, um, first game is scheduled for August 27th as well at Lakeland Christian School against Kaiser University. So that's kind of local. It's going to be here yeah. in Lakeland. Uh, Warner's volleyball team's first game is scheduled for September 1st um, in Lake Wales at the Turner uh, Athletic Center against Kansas Wesleyan University. Amazing. And then the mocks. Uh, Lakeland's own Florida Southern, their women's volleyball team, Starts up their season at the end of August. Uh, their first game, well, I guess beginning of September, the first game is scheduled for September 3rd at 10 a.m. for the Shark Invitational. There was talk earlier in the week um, from Jared, one of our interns, on them having a football team at Florida Southern. Yes, he was He was very much behind the idea of you know bringing a football team to Florida Southern, and it was a whole debate of you know kind of pros and cons and what that would mean and everything, and he's like, Oh, I guess I never looked at it that way. Yeah. Um, so, so it was, it was pretty funny, but so we'll yeah. see. No football for them this year, but we'll see. Maybe if it's in their future. <laughs> um, let's go through some local events. So here, this Jen. always tons going on. Yeah. So this weekend, um, we have the NSA End of Summer Meltdown, and that's going to be a softball complex out at Barto Softball. Um, this is gonna be a softball complex. This is gonna be a softball tournament out That's of Barto. Tough. Yeah, I don't know what I was talking about. Tough complex. There. <laughs> <laughs> we also have a Florida Half Century 60 tournament that is an adult softball that is going to be played at Diamond Plex, Lois E. Harp, and Walker Road. So, you know, love around the entire county. Then we have the USFA Dog Days of Summer. That's going to be next weekend. That's going to be held at Christina Park as well. And then lots of baseball still. Perfect game. Uh, they have a showcase coming up at Northeast Regional Park in Davenport, August 13th and 14th. Um, and then some more diamond sports here, National Softball Association. Their Summer Slam uh, softball tournament at Christina Park in Lakeland, August 20th and August 21st. Um, so, Mark, how do you feel? This is it. This is it. This is Let's it. hope I don't screw this last call up. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, for more information about sports and events, you didn't get to all the events in Polk County. Um, but log on to www.centralfloridasports.com and visit centralflorida.org or give us a call at 863-551-4750. Who do we ask for, Jenna? We asked for Lisa Reiser and... Wayland Dessart. There we go. Awesome. Mark McCollum, Jenna Kidd, Eric in this video. Thanks so much. Have a great rest of your day.